Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPICS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid. Marinero, the Sick Podcast, following the Montreal Canadiens. 4-1 loss on home ice. What else is new? They always seem to lose on home ice. I mean, more often than not, I mean, last game they had beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. I get it. But on Wednesday night, what a stinker against the Calgary Flames. And it's a good thing that this is called the Sick Podcast because I have to tell you, wearing my sick attire here, on Wednesday night, the Montreal Canadiens made me sick to my stomach. They really did. Let's let's go back a little bit here. Let's go back a little bit here. Let's rewind a little bit. The Montreal Canadiens going into the game on Wednesday night when they were hosting the Calgary Flames were in the fourth and final playoff spot in the north. The Flames were six points behind. The Flames had played three more games than Montreal. So we knew it was going to be a desperate performance from Calgary because there is no tomorrow for them, right? They were playing on Wednesday night their biggest game of the season. You lose that game, you're now eight points behind the Canadiens who have three games in hand on you. But if you win that game, the six points don't go to eight. They actually become four points. And now you have another date with the Montreal Canadiens on Friday night at the Bell Center. Well, guess what? Calgary was a desperate team. Calgary was a hungry team. And maybe the Canadians were expecting a tired Calgary team who had played the night before in Toronto. Maybe the Canadians were expecting a tired Calgary team because they were playing their third game in five nights. Well, guess what? Those three games in five nights, the Flames have won all three. The Flames are showing unbelievable resilience, character, and fight. The Canadians showed character on Monday night, beating the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, and, and, and stopping their, their losing streak. But now, on Wednesday night, they lay an egg again. And now it's time to really be concerned. Because against the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday, when they lost 5-0, they were just absolutely terrible and blown out of the water. They lose to the Calgary Flames by a score of 4-1. to They were awful. Their only goal came courtesy of Brett Kulak, who scored his first goal in close to 100 games. The offense did absolutely nothing. How could you not be ready to play this game? And when, when the Montreal Canadiens had their COVID break, and they came out and they played the Edmonton Orders. They beat them, I believe, by a score of four to nothing. I think they were up three nothing after the first period. A lot of people say, oh, look at Dominic Ducharme. You know, this is, 
He has his team ready to play. He's got his team ready to play. And Claude Julien didn't do that too well. And Dominic Ducharme does that great. Malarkey. It's all a bunch of malarkey. Dominic Ducharme does not have this team better prepared to start hockey games than Claude Julien. As a matter of fact, if you were looking for, for results from Dominic Ducharme, they're not there yet. He's He's been behind the bench now as the head coach for 21 games. He's won nine. He's lost 12. I'm sorry. But when Mark Bergevin relieved Claude Julien of his duties, I'm sure if you would have told them then, hey, by the way, Mark, I want to tell you that in Ducharme's first 21 games, he's going to win nine and he's going to lose 12. I'm sure Mark Bergevin wouldn't be happy with that. And the reason why I'm bringing up Dominic Ducharme, and I'm going to get to the players in just a second here, is he doesn't know how to beat Daryl Sutter. I mean, they played the Calgary Flames four times. The Canadians have won once. They've lost three games. But Sutter put Ducharme in his back pocket on Wednesday night. Like the Calgary Flames were all over Montreal. They started better than Montreal. They pinned Montreal into their own zone. They were the aggressor. They didn't surrender their lead. They didn't give Montreal anything. They only gave the Canadians a couple of power plays, which the Canadians didn't score on either. They limited all the Montreal. They contained all the Montreal Canadians forwards. None of them scored. In the face-off circle, they absolutely destroyed the Canadians players, who, by the way, Jesperi Kakanyemi was 30%. Suzuki was 40%. Stahl was 45%. And Phil Deneau was 48%. They destroyed them in that category. Speaking of Suzuki, minus three on the night. He was a disaster. Toffoli at minus three was a disaster. They had Yoel Armia, who was minus two. At one point, Ducharme took Armia away from uh, Suzuki and Toffoli and put him with uh, Dano and Tatar. It didn't make things any better. But who showed up tonight? And this is what bothers me. You know, it's, it's okay to lose a hockey game. Really, it is. It's not okay to lose a hockey game when you're playing your biggest hockey game of the season and you don't show up. How do you not show up? This is embarrassing. The, the guys cannot be let off the hook this time. No, no, enough is enough. And if the Montreal Canadiens fail to make the playoffs this year, and I maintain, and I said it, and I maintain that if you take a look at the team that lost to the Philadelphia Flyers in the offseason, and you take a look at what Mark Bergevin did from the offseason to now, he made a lot of good moves. He addressed his backup goaltender situation. He brought in Joel Edmondson on defense. Uh, he brought in John Merrill, who didn't play tonight, but you're going to see him eventually. You know, on the weekend of the deadline, he brought in Josh Anderson at forward. He brought in Tyler Toffoli at forward. He brought in Corey Perry. A couple of weeks back, he acquired Eric Stahl. Mark Bergevin did the job. I told you that a couple of days ago. I'm going to tell you that again. But this time, it's on the players embarrassing you should be embarrassed who showed up to play tonight Xavier Ouellette had six hits he showed up to play tonight with all due respect to him he's an American hockey league player Alexander Romanov had five hits and he had three block shots he showed up to play tonight Paul Byron had six hits in the hockey game Six, leading the way with Willette and leading the way with Josh Anderson. Now, if I tell you Josh Anderson at six hits, six hits, you're going to say, well, you know what? He's six foot three. He's 225 pounds. He's a big boy. He's a power forward. You would expect that. Paul Byron had six hits. Like, I think he's five foot seven. 
a buck 80, maybe not even, maybe a buck 70, maybe not even. I don't even know his weight. It doesn't matter. He's the smallest guy on the team right now. So you know what, Paul Byron, credit to you. You went out there and you competed. Josh Anderson, you didn't have any shots on goal, which there's no excuse for that. You did have your six hits. Willette, you had your six hits. Romanov, you had your five hits. But other than that, embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yasperi Kakinyemi, three seconds shy of 16 minutes, did nothing. Nick Suzuki, 17-19, minus three. Eric Stahl, Eric, I don't know what to tell you. I, I get it. You're 36 years old. Tonight, you really looked your age. Tonight, I wish the Montreal Canadiens would have had Jake Evans in the lineup and not Eric Stahl, and I'm going to take it a step further. Evans didn't deserve to be taken out of the lineup, and he deserves to go back in. And on Friday night, when they play the Calgary Flames at 6 o'clock at the Bell Center, Jake Evans has to go back in that lineup because the reason why he was taken out of the lineup had absolutely nothing to do with his play. It had everything to do with a young player who doesn't have a lot of notoriety, doesn't have a lot of power in that locker room, and it's the easy thing for him to do. The hard thing would have been for Dominic Ducharme to take a look at some of his guys, some of his high-profile names, and say, you know what? I'm not satisfied with your effort. You're not playing. So is he going to do that on Friday night? I doubt it. I really, really doubt it. He should, though. I mean, it's not like the Montreal Canadiens are going to fire Dominic Ducharme this season, right? So he has the power to do it. Heck, you know what? He doesn't have to worry about the repercussions. He might not even be the head coach next year anyway, because right now he's just the interim coach. But an off night for everyone. I talked to you about Suzuki, minus three. Uh, Stahl, minus one. Deneau, minus one. Uh, Byron was minus one. Mind you, I liked him. Tatar was minus one. Um, Yol Armia was minus two. Jeff Petrie was minus two. Romanov was minus one. And Emerson was minus one. And Willette was minus one. And I, I know that Shea Weber was actually an even on the night, but I didn't like Shea Weber at all. Noah, Hath, Noah Hannafin opens the scoring, 358 into period number one. He, he takes a big shot. I have, you know, I got to say, it was it was a rocket. He goes up one nothing, And uh, Calgary goes up one nothing. They make it to the second period. 29 seconds into the second period. It's Mark Giordano from the blue line. Uh, it appears to deflect off of Byron's stick. It goes in. It beats Jake Allen. It's 2 nothing. And then there's a pass, Anderson to Drew Wayne, to Kulak. And he goes in on a breakaway, uh, uncharacteristically so. Kulak on a breakaway. He narrows that lead to 2-1 midway through period number two. And then the Montreal Canadiens in the third period, they laid an egg. They just laid an egg. Again, they weren't ready to start this game, and they weren't ready to finish this game. And, and Josh Levo doing unbelievable work. The Calgary's got Montreal pinned into their zone. It's a comedy of error for Kulak. Uh, it's a comedy of error for of errors for, for Shea Weber. And Levo picks up the puck off of Weber, and he uh, goes upstairs, up and over Jake Allen. That makes it 3-1, and then Sean Monaghan, uh, you know, he seals the deal with about a minute, 10 seconds left in the hockey game. And, um, and that was it. And that, and that's your game. And I just, I just, I, I can't believe the way the Montreal Canadiens laid an egg tonight. It's, it's embarrassing. They should all be ashamed of themselves. I told you at one point, the players have to assume responsibility here. Uh, I'm not going to change my mind. They have to assume responsibility. It's the sick podcast. Go to sportbuffshop.com. For all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more, use code 
SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. And that includes even Montreal Canadiens gear if you want to pick up some Montreal Canadiens apparel after losing by a score of 4-1 to one to the Calgary Flames on Wednesday night at the Bell Center. And what is it about the Bell? Why are they so bad at the Bell Center? And why is it every year in the second half of the season, it's the same movie over and over and over and over again? I, I feel like I'm watching a Rocky movie every year, right? But I want, you know, I'm, I'm expecting, I'm expecting uh, Apollo Creed to beat the Russian, but, uh, you know, he just, he doesn't beat the Russian. As a matter of fact, it, it doesn't end well for Apollo Creed, you know, but it's, it's same thing. How, how have they not figured it out? And I'm telling you, I'm putting it on the players. And I know you're going to tell me, well, they're, they're Mark Bergevin's players. And it's his team. And you're right. You are right. But when the season started, they look really good. So what is it? Is it that they were fast out of the gates when the season started? There wasn't much of a training camp. 10 days and then the season started and that's it? How do you, how do you not get ready for this hockey game tonight? How do you not get ready for this game? Dominic Ducharme, how do you not have your team ready for this hockey game tonight? How is it that when you coach against Daryl Sutter the very defensive-minded coach. It looks like you have absolutely no idea how to penetrate the Calgary zone, how to enter the zone. Did you see the Canadians on the power play tonight? It, it, was, it was terrible. It was terrible. No one wanted the puck. They kept on passing the puck back. The puck was a hot potato. They didn't know how to do a zone entry. They didn't know how to do anything. They, 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 were, they were mystified. What, what, what do we do here? It's like, they, it's like the first time they ever played hockey together. They had no idea. They're, they have 16 games left in their season. And if they make the playoffs, then that's the big time of the year. And it looks like they have no idea. Uninspired to play. They talk about having a, a players meeting on Saturday night where they talk to each other and they, they said the, what they had to say and they said the real things. How could you say the real things on Saturday night and on Wednesday night, you're almost as bad as you were on Saturday? Now these terrible performances, now they're, they're starting to get concerning. Shea Weber. I know he's an, an even player tonight, but my God. Shea, I mean, is this is this your best or what? Everyone talks about his leadership ability. Well, you know, can you at least get the guys motivated to play, right? You're the captain, right? These things fall under, you know, it's your responsibility too, right? To get the guys going, I guess, or the guy's responsibility to get themselves going. I'm telling you, I like, once again, with the exception of a couple of guys who had a couple of hits, how is it possible that they played their most important game of the season and they didn't like anybody? How's it possible? They didn't know what to do on the power play. They didn't know what to do in the face-off circle. The offensive players didn't know how to shoot. They obviously didn't know how to score. The puck was a hot potato in their zone. They had no answer for Calgary's forecheck. They kept on giving away the puck. Jake Allen, whether it's his fault or it's not, or it's not his fault, I don't care. At one point, I can't defend the guy forever either. Goalies, players, coaches, everyone. They're judged on wins and losses. 
He has a record of one in four during Kerry Price's absence. And when Kerry Price was there, he was delivering. And you know what I'm seeing right now? When Stefan Wade joined us on the Sick Podcast about a month and a half ago, I asked him, was it not conceivable to go with Jake Allen when Kerry Price was struggling? And he said, no, Allen could not be the number one because traditionally he's shown that when he's the number one, he can't handle it. And he plays better as a number two. So now Price is out with an injury. It's Allen's opportunity to step up. Jose Theodore went as far as predicting that during Carey Price's absence, that Jake Allen would steal the number one job. He's won one game out of five that he's played. No, listen, this team is playing bad hockey at the wrong time here. There is a worse time to play it. I get it. It's in the playoffs. But they better win on Friday night. Because the six points before Wednesday's game, six-point lead they had on Calgary, which is now four points. If they win on Friday night, the Canadians do. Then they're back to six. They still got the three games in hand. And yes, they play in Calgary three times next week because they, they host Calgary on Friday. They host Ottawa on Saturday afternoon. Um, 22 hours in between games, actually even less than that, less than 20 by the time their game finishes versus Calgary. And then they go out West where they play the Edmonton Orders twice in Edmonton. And then they play the Calgary Flames three times in Calgary. And those three games versus the Flames come in a four night span. They better win on Friday night. And as a matter of fact, they better win on Saturday night versus Ottawa. And as a matter of fact, they better win on Monday night versus the Edmonton Orders. Because if the Canadians don't win all these games and they go to Calgary and Calgary is going to be within a couple of points of the Montreal Canadiens, I wouldn't want to be the Canadians because I know this. Calgary knows how to play Montreal. Montreal doesn't know how to play Calgary. Marinero, the sick podcast for my book. It's just a reminder that this Saturday is the Ben Askren and Jake Paul boxing match. It's the fight that nobody asked for, but everyone can't stop talking about. And you won't want to miss out on it at mybookie.ag. You'll get a two-to-one payout with a MyBookie odds boost on Ben Askren to win the fight outright. Not only that, but when you bet $20 on the fight, you, uh, you'll you get a free bet on UFC 261 the following weekend. Also, as always, don't forget to use code SICKPICKS for a 50 percent deposit bonus bet win get paid speaking of betting i would you bet on the montreal canadians right now you know i i have um i have a sick hoodie and it says bet the house and i had a i could have worn it tonight and i chose not to wear it because not only am i not betting the house on the canadians right now i'm not betting anything on the canadians right now if i have to place a bet on mybookie.ag i'll place the bet on the calgary flames Daryl Sutter has Dominic Ducharme figured out. Calgary has the right game plan against the Canadians, and the Canadians don't know how to adjust. They don't know how to adjust. They're being outcoached. They're being outplayed. They're being outworked. They're being outhustled. They're being outfaceoffed. They're being outgoaled. It's embarrassing. And I'm going to tell you this. I've been okay with the Canadians this season. Despite the ups and downs, I've been okay. I haven't got carried away. 
this team better make the playoffs. Because if this team doesn't make the playoffs, then you got to just make the team younger and you got to almost start all over again. Now, we're not there yet. They can still surprise us between now and the end of the year and maybe even surprise us in the playoffs. But Carey Price is not getting younger. Shea Weber's not getting younger. Jeff Petrie is not getting younger, and Petrie spoiled us. Because up until four weeks ago, we were talking about Jeff Petrie, and we were putting him in that conversation of Norris Trophy candidates. In the last three, four weeks, he's been terrible. Terrible. In the last three, four weeks, Shea Weber, who is a, you know, a vehicle that has a lot of mileage on him, now you're starting to wonder at what point you got to sell the car. Because the car, it's not driving fast anymore. As a matter of fact, it's stalling often. And even if you bring it in and you do a little maintenance on it, you change the oil, maybe you put in some new transmission oil, maybe you put in a new filter, maybe you change this, you change that, I don't know, maybe whatever. Well, then it runs well for, you know, a week. And then it's not running well again. I'm concerned about Weber. Mark Bergevin knows the window is now. He'll never admit it, but he knows the window is now. This year for sure. Unfortunately, their inexperience at center ice though is really hurting them. Suzuki hasn't stepped up with regularity. Kakanyemi hasn't stepped up with regularity. Eric Stahl has played one good game. It's not enough. But how long is that window going to be open? This year? Maybe next year? I don't want to talk to you about what I would do with Price and Weber if the Canadians don't win this year and if they don't win next year. I don't want to get to that yet. That's for another show. It's the Sick Podcast. You can listen to us on all social media platforms and you can watch us on Facebook and Instagram at the Sick Podcast. The only thing I'll tell you for now, the Canadians 4-1 loss to Calgary was humiliating. It was embarrassing. It was, it was, it was, it was pathetic. It was pathetic to play with no sense of urgency whatsoever. When you play for the Montreal Canadiens and you put on that jersey, there has to be a sense of pride, a sense of responsibility. You know how much tradition it comes with? I get the feeling now, I get the feeling that guys don't care whether they're a Montreal Canadian or not. And once that goes out the window, then it's over here. Then it's over. guys. I've had enough of the excuses. Excuses are for losers. You better show up on Friday night because if you don't and you lose on Friday versus the Calgary Flames, I'm telling you right now, when you go to Calgary the week after, they're going to be waiting for you. And unlike you guys, they're going to show up. And not only are they going to show up, they're going to eat you up and they're going to spit you out. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up, because on Wednesday night, you made the entire city of Montreal who watched your game sick to their stomach. I'm Marinero. You tell your friends about this podcast, 
the sick podcast because this podcast is sick and that's a wrap hope you don't miss us too much until next time follow the sick podcast on youtube instagram facebook google play and apple podcasts the sick podcast is brought to you by my bookie use code sickpix for a 50 percent deposit bonus bet win get paid